it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. So, here I am in comparatively cold Bournemouth, um, talking to somebody in, I've no idea what the weather is, in the Netherlands, and I've realised that I haven't actually figured out, um, I always have this problem with podcast guests, um, about asking them how to pronounce their name, so I (laughs) am just going to go for it, and then he is going to correct me. So, hello, Stefano Capaccioni. Or not far off, not far <laughs> off. <laughs> so it's a Stefano Cabacchione. Oh my gosh, there's a hard C in there. And there I is, to... there is, oh. there's a key. But I tell you what, don't worry about it, just call me Dave. Um, it's <laughs> Stefano, Stefano, emphasis on the, on the first D. Uh, yes, emphasis on the first D. Um, I think um, people often pronounce it wrong because the Spanish, obviously, mm. of, sorry, obviously, often has a um, mm. uh, an emphasis on the second to last syllable, and I think that's what we hear quite a lot. Whereas Italian slightly different. Right. So that brings us to your heritage. <laughs> now, yes. now everyone's thoroughly confused. Um, so Stefano is uh, is in uh, a lovely place called Eindhoven in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I said that with my Netherlands accent. It was a great accent. It was oh, a great thanks, accent. Thanks, Stefano. And um, <laughs> okay, listeners, this is not a language podcast. Okay, let's get on with this. Um, and yeah, and, and what we're going to be talking about is story for a start, which is the most gorgeous topic to delve deep into. But we'll try and keep it incredibly resonant with, with all you listeners. Um, Stefano is a creative writer. He's a rigging awesome storyteller and um, quite a mean hand at writing poetry as well. But we'll, we'll, oh, we'll get into that. Um, so you just mentioned... Your name's Italian, right? Yes. You grew up in Luton, I gather. Yes. How, how did all this happen? Um, well, I mean, I don't want to go into the full details <laughs> of my mum and dad's relationship, but I can, um, I can give you maybe some of the basics, if you like. I love it. <laughs> um, so uh, my mum's actually, um, it, it, the bit that you haven't explored yet of my, um, my strange existence is my mum's actually from Ireland. Um, so um, as with a lot of people um, back in the 60s, um, both my mum and my dad um, immigrated to the UK um, for work purposes um economy was bad in ireland economy was bad in italy um and uh, they, they 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 needed money um to to help them and to, to to in part to help their families as well um when they both came over they met each other in uh, in a lovely um a lovely club uh, which my dad um, often tells me about in uh, in, in hammersmith um and uh, oh. I, I still talk little stories um he I, I still um remember he always he always um talks about the fact that um, back in those days, dances were different, um, and, uh, and the men would all be lined up on one side of the room, the woman all on the other, um, and the men would have to go and approach the woman and, uh, and, and ask if they wanted to dance, 
and supposedly my mum had been asked by a lot of people um, and uh, she was she was very reluctant she didn't want to dance with them but for some reason he must have had a glint in his eye a bit of charm um, and he uh, he went up to her and asked for a dance and uh, from there it was um, uh, love six kids uh, me being the youngest <laughs> um, and uh, for some reason um, I moved to the most glorious um, of towns uh, in the world Luton <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of history as to why I am Italian, oh, Irish, oh, English, and Dutch. Oh goodness <laughs> sake! That is just brilliant. I absolutely love that. You see, already, listeners, you can tell this is a storyteller we have here. Um, so now you're in Eindhoven, Netherlands. Um, mm -hmm. So. Which I've really gone into mimicry now, so I'll, <laughs> I'll stop doing that. Um, so when? When did you? How long have you been out there? Uh, so about two years now, just over. Um, okay. And why? I think. Um, so my partner, um, my wonderful partner, is um, a, an engineer. Um, she. Um, Actually, this isn't the genuine reason, but she currently works with Philips um, and uh, being an engineer in Eindhoven, especially, there are lots and lots of engineering companies and lots and lots of opportunities for work. Um, the reason we initially moved out here, there wasn't specifically for Philips. It was um, more along the lines of we um, wanted to have a different experience and not live in the same place the whole time and not be in the UK the whole time and uh, see different cultures and different um, uh, different ways of living. Um, we also wanted some heat, but the economies in the hot countries are really bad, so um, that got ruled out fairly quickly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so we decided on the Netherlands because it made a lot of sense for my partner's work. And for my work, um, the great thing about what I do is that I don't have to be on location. Um, mm. I can do a lot of the work I do uh, using um, exactly what I'm using to talk to you now, my laptop, my headphones and the microphone. Um, so we explored, literally, we explored Eindhoven once, um, decided we liked it and moved. Because um, that's the kind of silly wow, thing we did. crazy. Yes. And um, just to get this picture clear, do you live in a house that has really steep uh, staircases in it? <laughs> <laughs> You've experienced the Netherlands, I see. <laughs> um, yes, we do. Um, it, more more uh, steeper than I'd actually um, even realised, I guess, myself, um, because I, I, we had steep staircases um, at, at home when I was a kid in Luton. Um, but when my uh, when Cyan, my partner, when her mum came across to stay, um she she was sh struggling and getting quite annoyed <laughs> with, the, with the steepness of the stairs and it wasn't just her we've had friends come over and stay and other family members come over and stay and they've all gone why are the stairs so steep <laughs> literally a, a keep fit boot camp um going and staying places in in holland Br brilliant yes. beautiful buildings there but listen so when you say um you do what you do and you can do it with a laptop um sort of more or less you know wherever um, ju just explain, because all I've said is creative writer, which is just two words. Um, but we, what's the kind of nub of, of what it is you do for people? So um, I, I, my, my business is called Pup Creations um, and it, it can be split into, um, if you have a look on my website actually, you'll see that it can be split into three kind of main, uh, main, main divisions. Mm -hmm. um, one um, is um, about helping smaller to medium-sized businesses define their brand. Mm -hmm. um, so what that means is we're helping them to actually understand who they are and how everybody else sees them, while at the same time trying to work out how they want everybody else to see them. Um, and then what we 
what we do with that is we don't create a brand for you. Nobody can create a brand for you. That's your job, your business, they're your values, they're what's inherently within within you as um, a company or as a person. Um, you can you can have it as in both ways. But what we do is we help you to understand um, that a little bit better. And if you are a slightly bigger company, um, we try and get everybody on the same page so that everybody understands and there's a clear, consistent message that you're passing through. Um, now, not everyone needs that. So the other two elements of what we do um, are more about uh, content creation. Um, people who already have a better, a, a decent understanding of their brand will come to us um, for two major elements. One is what we call kind of the building of the audience or audience building. And the other is um, a bit simpler, just advertising. Um, because as much as you can split these things up into hundreds, thousands of different ways of um, communicating, for us, they are the key areas when you're creating content that you need to, you need to have people who understand who you are. And sometimes you just need to advertise your product or service for mm. that particular moment for a particular campaign and get people to come to you and buy from mm. you right now. And I think they're the main kind of content mm. areas that we focus on. Yeah, no, brilliant. Right. Love it. Okay, so let's start with the uh, an overriding subject, which is, as we said before we press record, <laughs> this is such a huge subject, we can't cover it all in a half hour podcast. Um, but it's a lovely subject. Right, so recently, Stefano had, um, with Puck Creations, had um, Storytelling with Puck. Uh, it was National Storytelling Week, wasn't it? And it was, yeah. you uh, you put a call out. Well, you did lots of storytelling yourself, but you also put a call out. Um, I, I saw it on LinkedIn um, for people to contribute stories. So I, I loved this idea, and there were some cracking stories. How, what, mm -hmm. what, have you been doing this for a number of years? Is this a new it's thing? It's only the second year um, that we've done it. Um, and uh, it, but this year was um, a lot better prepared and organised. Um, the, the, the first year, literally a week before, we saw it was National Storytelling Week um, and decided that it might be a nice idea for people to contribute stories. And we tried sticking as rigidly as we could to the idea of National Storytelling Week, which is... Um, uh, actually to um, vocalise a story, to say it out loud, to sp because I, I don't know if you know how National Storytelling Week in the UK works at all. I don't know if you're... If uh, to be honest, not, not a huge amount. No, just tell us about. So what they do um, is, and I think this is an absolutely wonderful idea. I think it initially started um, with, with children, actually. And, and um, the idea was that um, children and teachers and parents um, would actually read stories aloud. Um, and that could be um, even just at home, but it was more to have a community spirit. So it could be in a library, it could be in the school, um, uh, classroom, etc. Um, but I think that then expanded and they started to, um, they started to, um, do the spoken word in bars and in um, uh, in restaurants and cafes and places like that so that more people get involved with storytelling. Um, the reason being, and this relates directly to what we're talking about and the overall subject of storytelling today, is because what stories do is they connect you. That's the, mo that's the overriding feature of a story is, you know, there's so many things they can do. They can teach you a lesson. They can entertain you. They can, um, they can guide you from one path to another. Um, they can make you think about something. But what they really do is they connect you because they either put you on the same page as somebody else or they put you on a different page, which means that you want to engage with somebody else to tell them why you're on a different page. Um, and the way they do that at least this is the way I think they do that, is um, by connecting to two major elements. They connect to your heart 
um, by making you feel something. And when I say something, I mean that as vaguely as you can possibly mean it because they can make you feel fear or hope. Um, they can make you feel angry. They can make you feel excited. They can make you feel sad. They can make you feel ecstatic. But the idea is they connect with an emotion. And what they also do is they make you think. So they're connecting with both your heart and your mind at the same time. And I think that's why stories are so powerful. Um, and I guess the inventors of National Storytelling Week wanted to have those stories heard out loud and so that children could understand those stories and could grow up in a world where stories which are literally millennia old could continue. Um, so with storytelling with Puck, um, working in the business world and especially a lot of the communication that I do with my audiences on LinkedIn, um, I just wanted a place where we weren't always talking about business and we could actually connect with each other in a slightly different way. So I decided just to literally bring um, National Storytelling Week across, but with my connections and my network. So I thought I'd come up with a different hashtag. And also from a marketing perspective, it's always good to put your name on there. So Storytelling with Buck, it worked quite nicely. Um, but what I found last year, the first year we did it, was that some people were a bit reluctant to go on camera, were a bit reluctant to speak and a bit reluctant to do what they were doing on video. Um, so I thought, you know what, we don't need to force people to do that. So let people have explain their stories however they want it can be written it can be via pictures if they want it can be um literal literally little illustrations however people want to tell their stories all that i cared about was that everyone got a chance to share their stories and therefore back to the original word which i started at the beginning of this story to be able to connect yeah yeah and people did and people really went for it didn't they um yeah they well, i mean was it an absolute um, cross eclectic section of all sorts it really was yeah um there are some people who um uh, quite a few people actually who i've never spoken to before in my life um which was quite exciting for me because it meant that it was reaching people um that maybe didn't have that connection within their own networks and didn't have the opportunity to express themselves um we had some funny stories um we had some incredibly sad stories um and warming stories as well um we had different ways of people telling stories there was some poetry involved um as well as as well as direct storytelling um different means of getting there um and yeah um i mean i could have just said yes to your original question to be honest but no, I expanded. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yes it was a, it was no, a I, I really i really enjoyed it and actually what you said about um the division between right Division, okay, that's, 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 our, that's our key word here for this, for this next digging bit. Right, so you mentioned business and let's just get away from talking businessy, let's just do some storytelling. And we've also mentioned um, big companies, oh, they've got brands, they've got the blah, 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 and old oh, little old me, um, solopreneur, whatever the heck we now use the word um I, I, we're in completely different camps and actually both of those are not in any way so divided as no. as we tend to think so starting with the first one the oh businessy businessy got to be businessy um and oh if I tell a story, this is like not, there's this weird thing, isn't there, on LinkedIn at the moment with this whole kind of, oh, this isn't LinkedIn, this is Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and 
I think people, I think this is a real challenge for people. It really is because, you know, it's not fair, really, because you, you, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, aren't you? And you're like, oh, you've got to be real. You've got to be real. You've got to be authentic. got to be vulnerable. Um, you know, got to tell stories. Da, da, da. Oh, oh, God, no, don't do that. That's like, whoa, that's Facebook, you know. Yep. So any, any thoughts on that? Um, well, it, it, this, I guess, goes directly back to what you do every day, actually, Trisha, and you do exceptionally well, um, I believe, um, which is um, lots of people will tell you, as you said, this isn't Facebook, so don't tell stories, don't put your emotions out there, don't do something personal, don't put a, don't put a picture out there. And then, as you say, you'll get the other side of the spectrum where people will say, all you should do is tell stories every single day and, you know, you need to connect and, you know, stop. Don't try to sell to people. Don't try to tell anyone what you actually do because as soon as you tell people what you do, then, oh, my God, they're going to hate you forever. It's all complete and utter BS. Um, I remember I was on a podcast then and I had to stop myself swearing. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, what you do really well, and I 100% agree with um, what you say on this, is that do what feels right for you and don't worry about what everyone else tells you to do. So if you think that the idea of telling a story um, is something that will work because you're connected to that story and you feel something um, about that story, um, then tell it. Go ahead and tell it. And if you're speaking to the whole world, some people are going to hate it and some people are going to love it. And some people, to be honest, are going to be quite indifferent to it. But the point is that you're telling your story. And this is where, you know, I, I really do dislike the word authenticity, not because of the actual word. It's a fantastic word that goes back to the beginning of the language it's amazing but it's been stolen <laughs> and and ruined in my opinion um but the point of it the original point of authenticity is to be um is is just to be who you are and to say what you feel now don't get me wrong that also doesn't mean and again this is something you talk about quite a lot this also doesn't mean that you have to be authentically um I don't know, sitting on a sofa, picking your nose um, while scratching your bum at the same time and making sure you film it so everyone can see. That was actually what I had lined up for a sale. Week, but... uh, to be honest, yeah. I think you probably get quite a lot of views on that video. I'm not sure it will help your business, but you'll get quite a lot of views on the video. Um, but but at the same time, um, again, I'm I'm really stealing your thunder here because I know you say this all the time. So I'm basically just stealing a lot of what you usually say. But 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 the whole idea of being yourself doesn't mean you have to show every single element of you. It just means that you have to be true to your values. Um, and so if one of the things that you're trying to show off with your values is that you have this personal touch, you have this personal belief and you want to stick by it and show people what you believe because, and this is where it's really important because you think other people might have those same emotions and those same beliefs too. And actually that's the reason you started your business in the first place. Then tell people about it. Tell the world why you started your business. Tell the world what you care about. And there's a reason you care about it because probably lots of other people do. So you automatically have an audience for it. You also probably have an audience of people who say, this is rubbish. Mm. 
but yeah. who cares but, about them? But you, we, we come back to that connect word again, don't we? Yeah. Because, because the, the, I think, you know, if you're going to be putting a bit of strategy into the mix with the stories thing is, is to try and find that resonating connection that goes all the way around that that's that's great if you can do that so it's it's connecting to you it's connecting to your business it's connecting to other people not all of them and there is a connecting sort of link with the idea that you're trying to kind of illustrate yeah exactly i i, I think that's I, I think that's perfectly perfectly summed up and i think um something that i talk about a lot with my clients um and I promise you, I, I, I got this before Simon Sinek, um, but um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the why, um, is the why of your business. <laughs> so there are almost two, two sections to, to the why of your business. And again, this is where when people say, oh, I can't be like the big businesses out there. I have to be a personal brand. And people shout down at you. Do you have to be your own personal brand and, and, and show off who you are by yourself because that's how people connect. Actually, in the most kind way possible, people really don't care about you. They really don't. What they care about is what you can offer them. Now, where the personal brand connection often comes in is that somebody, it, it's easier to see through an individual, exactly why they care so much about something. And this is where the kind of the Simon Sinek why comes in, because with a big business, often it's very hard to, to unless you're very good at marketing, which a lot of big businesses are, but it, it's very hard to say, hey, look, this is why we do what we do. We really care about it and we want to make a difference. Whereas as, as an individual, that's a little bit easier because it's a little bit easier to tell your personal story and say why you got into exactly what it is that you did. Um, and that's where the connection that we've been talking about already comes in because somebody else says, I had a similar story to this and it doesn't have to be the same story. People always worry that, they don't, well, it's not, nobody else is going to have done something like this. The important thing is that you had a moment that made you feel something. And if somebody else felt the same way, then you've got that connection. But just because you're a smaller brand or just because you're a bigger brand, it doesn't mean that you can't still have that connection. Bigger brands also have a reason why they do something. They also have a reason why they started, why they came into business. And more importantly, in the present moment in time, they have a reason why every single employee goes to work and every single employee wants to do the best for the company. So if you can explain that why, or actually you could try and explain that why by telling people what it is, or you could show people what it is, by telling them a story and connecting with them and making them feel the same things you felt when you decided to get up for work that morning to go into the office or when you decided to start the business or whatever it is that you're trying to persuade people to do when you found out that um i don't know something really bad happened like a, a cancer to one of your parents or something like that and that was what inspired you to get into a charity if you look at if you look at charities god they're good at explaining their why they're the best in the world because they have to. They absolutely have to. So they, they're constantly telling us stories. They're constantly explaining to us the pain, the sorrow that they felt when something happened. And then, more importantly, I think personally, and I think this works, hope works better than fear. They explain the hope of what you can achieve if you go to them and get them to solve the problems. And this is why you give them money. Absolutely. And it's really interesting 
you say that about hope and fear because crumba we um yes i mean i don't want to time stamp this podcast but it, it is going out at a time of fairly high levels of fear globally <laughs> i would say in fact uh, stefano and i are wearing masks uh, just to get <laughs> through the screen no we're not um so I, I i just the hope thing is important i mean i when i first um started my business i um i taught I, I talked quite a little, no, I didn't to begin with. And then I bravely stepped into the space where I talked about imposter syndrome. Right. And then I, then I sort of was very determined that I wasn't going to just talk about it as, oh God, you know, it's this and it makes that happen and it's awful and it's, you know, bloody, but it was really important to me that it was about the, oh, look, and then I did this and well, I didn't work very well and I had to go through this kind of brain thingy to try and get out of that. But look, look, and then this happened and then that threw it back in my face again, but then I got to <laughs> And, you know, and there was another subject I could have talked about, which would have been very, very a key part of my life experience. But I thought, I thought, no, because I am going to depress the heck out of me if my <laughs> keynote talk is on that topic. Because actually, you know, is there a huge amount of hope? Not really. You just have to run away from that situation. And, and it, it's sort of I couldn't I couldn't find a way to make it to put humor in it because humor is mm-hmm. nice, isn't it? In it, story is. it is as well. And um, my favorite kind of stories, actually, um, have that lovely blend of sort of poignancy where you get this kind of humor mixed with this ooh, really sort of emotional hit to the heart um it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to get it is not an easy thing to get but um but no i agree with you i think that um that the, the, those those two emotions are two that very often hit home more powerfully than uh, than a lot of others. I think um, actually someone who has, in, in some people's opinion, because it depends on what you're looking for, become worse over time, but in other people's opinion, become including mine, um, become better over time um, at doing this is Ricky Gervais. Um, so Ricky Gervais, when he first started, he always had that slight connection of emotion, um, uh, emotion, emotional awkwardness um, when he was doing things like The Office um, and, uh, and, and extras um, to an extent. Um, but his overriding goal was still comedy. His overriding goal was still to make people laugh. Now, if you watch Afterlife, which is his latest program, I think I might have cried more watching that than I did laugh. But at the same time, it was the moments of humour, absolutely hilarious um, when they came in, that made me have that bit of relief from the sadness I was feeling. And to, to link back to what we were talking about at the beginning, make me go, you know what? There is hope. Even with this sad situation that is happening in the program, which again is very relatable to lots of other people, lots of other people will have been through something like that, even if they hadn't been through that exact thing. Um, even with everything that's sad that's going on and that's made me cry for the past six episodes, there is still something that makes me laugh and makes me have hope. And I think that uh, you're right, those emotions um, are really, really important. Um, w- when we look at fear and hope, um, because I think they're possibly the two strongest emotions that you can have when you're trying to persuade someone or something. Um, and they're both very, very powerful. The key, the key place for the best marketers in the world, no matter what you think of certain people, is in politics. Um, 
And the two major emotions that they use are either pretty much always, pretty much every election, fear or hope. Now, what I, I notice, um, and I've kind of looked into this a little bit in the past, is that hope, hopeful messages are usually the ones that actually win through and get somebody elected. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with the message because the hope could be something which I really don't hope for. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think we're, I think we're there. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, the campaign is cleverer because they're using positive words, positive emotions, and they're saying, look, it doesn't matter about all this stuff that's happening because I promise you we can get you what you want. Um, and that's why hope is such a powerful, and again, it depends on how you use it, either manipulator, if you're doing it in not very nice mm. a way, or persuader. I think they're two sides of the same coin. Um, and so I'm not quite sure how we got onto the hope but you see I had a feeling this would happen I had a feeling that that I might have to ask you back I do search <laughs> yes and it might look as if I just say it to everyone but um, <laughs> I it's because we get into such interesting conversations and actually do you know I was thinking of cold feet when you were talking about Ricky Gervais do uh. you know the series cold yeah feet? yeah I do know the series cold very, feet very um, very very clever in in the humor versus the oh geez now i'm crying for god's sake i'm yes. really blubbing now and a minute ago i was laughing what the heck yeah. it's lovely it's so so good so i suppose to sum up to sum up listen <laughs> <We'll try. laughs> in a nutshell um this is what you need to do um well i think one of i think experimenting isn't it because it's like everything yeah. you don't it's like everything we do you just have to keep people talk about you know they say oh you're so good at doing videos and i said well you know it's not like i woke up one morning and i just you know oh here i am doing good videos you know i i look back through years and i really don't like some of the ones i did to begin with they become a bit stiff and weird and <laughs> and, and it's a gradual gradual process it is it is you relax into it and you find your voice in, in all the ways that that means. And with stories, surely you've just got to start chucking some stuff out there, haven't you? I think so. Um, I, I, I think my, my, my if, if, if I, if, again, it's, it's not impossible to do, which is why I talk about this in great length to, to people. But if I were to give one very concrete bit of advice, something that you could actually take away um, when you're trying to think of stories, in particular for your business, not just stories in general, but in particular for your business. Um, instead of trying to think of a story and going, oh, I can't think of any stories. I don't have any stories. I never tell stories. Think of a moment, just one moment, one particular point in time where you felt something so strongly that all you have to do is close your eyes for two seconds and you feel it again. Once you have that moment, Think about what happened either 10 minutes, an hour, a day, or a week before, and think about what happened over 10 minutes, an hour, a week, a day afterwards. Connect the dots, write about it, you have a story. It might not be polished, it might not be perfect, but you have a story. Everything else comes after that. And do you know what? You nearly made me cry then, because... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason being that I... 
actually wrote a ruddy good story for your um, storytelling with Park Week, even if I say so myself. I say so. And, <laughs> and then was that that's exactly what I did. And I was, and it, it suddenly came to me that that's, it's, there was something about the way, the, the way you put it in the, and I suppose the format that it was in a LinkedIn post, you know, so you couldn't go on and on. And it somehow drew me into this place where I did exactly what you said. And I, I started Amazing. off with the moment and, and then threaded just a little bit before and afterwards. And actually I edited, I edited down again and again and again and again. And, and that process I think is so rewarding. That, that's another little tip, isn't it? Just shut yes, it down yeah. there and then go on editing. Editing and editing, yeah. I agree with that. And, and also, by the way, I, I 100%, I think I might have even mentioned it on the actual post itself. I 100% could see what you had done to get to that story and i also very much appreciated the way it was told um because you you actually did exactly what we've just been talking about with cold feet and with ricky gervais you 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 gave us all a moment that again lots of people can connect with lots of people have been through something similar to what you've been through okay the goodbye might be different it might not be for the same reasons that you were saying goodbye or cheerio etc but the people that people say goodbye or cheerio, we'll see mm. you later, all mm. the time. Mm. Um, so everyone could feel that. But everyone has also had the moments where you're saying it and you think you should be really sad, but actually something funny happens, which makes you giggle. <laughs> um, and then you're a bit sad again, and then you remember the funny parts, and then you remember the sad parts. And I think that in the space of, I don't know exactly what the characters were, but in the space of one LinkedIn post, you managed to grasp I don't know, 10 different emotions. Mm -hmm. That to me is a very, very powerful story. If you can, if you can do that, then you're writing well, you're writing very well. So and, I very much enjoyed it. Well, God, I, I was just going to sit here and have you praise me for the, <laughs> now. that can be just a whole nother episode. Therefore, no, just says lovely things about me. And I've already said quite a few, so I'm, I'm really loving this, this chat. But no, in all seriousness, the thing is that it was such a, the other thing is it was such a, really simple 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 moment and it wasn't complex it wasn't there wasn't masses mm -hmm. going on and and remember and when as you say if you go into that moment in time then it's real so it's not like you've got to tick this of oh i must i must cover this emotion and that emotion and i must do it in this many words it's just it's you're literally reliving it in that so it's it doesn't require you to have any extra skills or magic potions. It, it just is what it is. And then the magic is, I think, going back in, as you say, and just sort of paring it yeah. down, 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 down nicely. Just not, so you've got that lovely rich essence in there without, um, yeah, without doubling up as we normally do quite a lot. That's it. Yeah. I, I, no, I think, I think you're 100% correct. And I, I, I mean, I guess, really? you know, to some extent, um, that's why I do what I do. That's kind of where my skill does sometimes come in is I'm able to cut things down to see mm. where things are maybe repetitive, et cetera. And, um, and then able to kind of tell the story in a way that um, maybe does cut out a little bit of the faff and, and kind of focuses in. But that is because I like to be, you know, very precise about the way I do things and make sure that things work in a very succinct way. But you don't have to hire a professional writer to be able to tell 
a good story. Um, it, it can help, but you can tell your own story in exactly the way you just mentioned. Mm. You can tell your own story by literally focusing on that moment and it doesn't matter how simple it is and just blurting your emotions out there. Um, telling slash showing people what you felt and and the, and the picture the picture painting um oh god no this is useless trisha shut up okay just shut up trisha. <laughs> okay um stefano is going to come back because um if only for my indulgence <laughs> i need to talk more about everything to do with this and to, to pick his brain more because it's a, a lovely brain so as we wrap up, <laughs> as we wrap up so, so so where's the main hub of where people come and connect connect with you connect connect um so um the main hub um the number one place is come and find our website so that is puckcreations.com uh, um that has uh, everything you need to know about us on there really um but um from a um social media point of view um uh, connect with me personally on linkedin um if you can find my name i think uh, you're going to put it yeah i'll put it yeah yeah, yeah. Excellent, because oh, yeah. I don't want to have to uh, say it and then people to type in lots of weird things. Um, <laughs> or or um, uh, follow Puck Creations on um, on on LinkedIn. Um, just a you know a little a little bit of um, a, a little bit of uh, advertising. Go for it. For, for, for it. So yeah. something we do actually every Sunday on Puck Creations, um, or not every Sunday, but a lot of Sundays on Puck Creations mm -hmm. at the moment, is um, we are finding different posts that we really love on LinkedIn um, and just promoting them and pushing them out there. So if you follow us, um, then every Sunday you get a taste of what our favorite posts are. Now, um, for some people, you might completely disagree and think they're awful posts, but actually what we do is we just find things that we either think are creative or humorous or have a good marketing element or educational. And so I think there might be something in there for everyone. So, um, uh, oh. so follow Puck Creations on LinkedIn and, uh, and take the opportunity to, uh, to see not just our stuff, but lots of other people's stuff as well. Oh, what brilliant idea. I love that idea. Okay, yes, I, I, like, I like anything that takes you into different links and, oh, I'm about to do it again. I'm about to start talking about something else. Stop. Just stop me now. Okay. Let's go out into the world. Um, the sun's out here. Uh, what's it like in oh, it's here? Actually, it was snowing this morning and then it was raining. Um, but now it's sunny. Oh. Do you have a canal outside the door? With no, sadly not. Eindhoven, Eindhoven isn't typically Dutch. Um, so although we do have a canal, it doesn't even go right through the centre of the city. It goes slightly <laughs> outside of the city. Um, I just thought I'd chuck as many stereotypes in as I could in, in one so, podcast episode. So yeah. yes, we have a canal and we have people who are um, smoking weed directly outside. Um, <laughs> and uh, 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 yeah, we, we have a red light district. We have everything. <laughs> it's, all, it's all literally just outside of our front door. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's throw all the stereotypes. Thank you, you've told stories and you've given us some absolutely brilliant stuff to think about. So thank you very, very much. And we will speak again soon, Stefano. Thank you very much for having me. It's been absolutely wonderful, Trisha. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Flex your storytelling muscles. Do as Stefano suggested and just think of a moment doesn't need to be world shattering, complex, crazy, just a moment. And then put a few words down to take us into that moment. Then move back a little bit and forward a little bit from that little moment. 
paint the pictures and find a connection to our heart and mind. Lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.